0: So you're using WordPress and you have your business online. The next question is, now what? With so much to do and so little time, it's hard to figure out where you should put your energy. WordPress might be the foundation for your website, but it's what you do with your business that counts. In this podcast, we'll talk about building and running an online business, but you have to be willing to do the work and just show up. My name is Kim Doyle, a.k.a. The WordPress Chick, and this is The WordPress Chick Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Long time no talk, kind of, right? It's, uh, I don't even want to go back and look at uh, how long it's been, but welcome to The WordPress Chick Podcast. I am your host, Kim Doyle, The WordPress Chick. It has been just too long too long since I have uh, done a solo show, and have a ton of stuff to update you guys on. And want to talk to you about, about, I've decided I'm Canadian today. Um, I want to talk to you about content, uh, but I'm going to do, we're going to go through some updates. And I'm going to do my best. I got a review recently where someone said I do too many ums and ahs and good content, but you know and anyone who's done a podcast has probably waffled with this there comes a point where you could be pulling that all out consistently forever it doesn't ever end right or you just roll with it for the most part i'm probably going to roll with it but my intention is to be more succinct i know i talk in circles a little bit um there we go um but that's it right this is this is media content i don't know this is not a paid for radio show so I don't know if I'm going to go there. But anyways, I am going to do my best, guys. And the truth is, I'm a little tired this morning. Bear with me. I am talking to you guys today about a few things. The summit, that's why I'm tired. It has been so amazing. But pulling together 24 speakers, getting this all pulled together to produce, to promote. um, I'm going to talk about how I did it, why I did it. And then I will do an updated, dare I say, epic post on the whole experience and why I did it the way I did it. Um, but before that, I do want to give you guys some updates because I know it's been, it, like I said, it's it's been a really long time. So um, let, let's go ahead and start with something that, well, first of all, you know what I just realized, I don't know if I've even said Happy New Year. It's actually March, but I hope everyone's 2018 is off to a good start. I feel like it's been a little bit of a blur. Like it's gone really fast. I don't know if it's just because I've been super busy, um, but it, it's it gone pretty fast. And the crazy thing is I don't see, I think it's going to be that type of a year in a good way. So I will do what I can when I can to grab those moments of rest. Um, and I'm always surprised. I don't know about you guys, but I'm always surprised that one weekend, usually will get me through a few months you know if I take the time out to just get enough sleep get some fresh air exercise all of those sort of basics but also unplugging and detaching is really good for me it totally refuels me sorry my voice feels a little rough this morning uh but so the update with the WordPress chick and the move to my personal brand oh and one little caveat here guys there might be a little bit of woo woo mind stuff in this as we go. And that's because I have realized the impact that doing some of that work and shifting thought patterns and perspectives, how that's really, that's really driven everything I've done. Specifically the last two years, I've always done a lot of personal work or, you know, that that sort of deep self reflection stuff. And not that there isn't work to do the rest of my life. But now I'm at the point where I'm much more conscious of the thoughts and behaviors that don't serve me. And I'm way more interested in shifting them now than simply being conscious of it, right? That was a little bit of a side segue there. But um, so I might pull some of that into this today, because I think it's all relevant. Okay, so the update on the status of the WordPress chick and the move to the personal brand. To start with, this is still happening. And I'm thinking, probably early April in the post, I've got it written Then it might be end of March. But as it is, March second, as I record this, and I've got the summit all next week, I'll be going to funnel hacking live towards the end of the month. I don't know that that's going to happen <laughs> at the end of March. But that is still happening. So the content, I, you know, I'm thinking the content moving to the personal brand, I'm going to pull over the bulk of the content um, that is sort of evergreen, you know, a lot of WordPress tutorials are so dated, and they're not evergreen content, which is a a challenge. And I've talked to a handful of friends in the space, whether it is people doing just how to tutorials or creating courses around it, it kind of sucks when you (laughs) you do all this work. And then, you know, two weeks later, a product that you just built a course on has got a whole new UI or they've completely updated stuff. You know, it's like the the thrive up opt in funnel I built. I did a little course around that and it's thrive architect, not the content builder. Now the strategy, I guess, yeah, the structure and strategy is the same, but the UI is completely different. It's a different product. So and do I want to redo that? Eh, probably not. So it is, it is a little bit tricky with that, but most of the content is going to move over with, um, you know, like 301 redirects and, And making sure it's relevant because the personal brand is going to be focused on what I've been talking to you guys about for the last, you know, year or two years probably is marketing content uh, strategy, just all of that stuff showing up online. Just me, just that kind of stuff. And so all of that will come over and I will continue to interview for the podcast. The podcast will actually become the Kim Doyle show. And I don't know, maybe that's super self-serving or egotistical, but I really wanted to allow room to talk about other things as well. You know, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to start talking to you about watercolors, which I've gotten into this last, say, seven months. Uh, I won't be going sideways with that stuff, but just a little bit more personal things and how it relates to my business and having some of those deeper conversations and some of those deeper conversations will be super fun. Some might be a little bit heavy. I don't know. You know, I'm never going to be one that creates content just to, I, I don't know. I'm not a dump my dirty laundry person out to the world. Um, but if it's a conversation that can connect with somebody um, or unpack something, but then leave you feeling hopeful, that's my intention, right? So so for the content, um, I, I think I might get back into doing some of the how-to tutorials but more on the tools I'm using as opposed to and the strategy behind it, as opposed to here's how to use this, right. And for anybody who does that type of content, specifically around around WordPress, and I think maybe I should do a live stream with a handful of friends, because I do see with one of the topics that's come up in a couple of the WordPress Facebook groups I'm in, I'm in is that they feel you know there's so much changing, and that web dev companies, web design companies, really need to be more of a media company and an all-in-one solution. As you know, you look at Gutenberg coming out and all of the things that are shifting in terms of people being able to have more control over their websites and build on themselves. Not that everybody wants to or needs to, but um, you know the con- that content piece even for that. People are looking at that from a different perspective. So, meaning like the tools I'm using, like I made the move to ConvertKit last year, and I talked about it a little bit. But you know, as I've as I've done this summit, I realized, okay, you gotta you gotta get in there and go deeper with this and set up the right segments. I've got tags, and it works a little bit differently. It's a super beautiful platform. I really do love the UI and all of that. Um, but I think because of what I've done with this and now with lead surveys coming that I really need to get in there and create the right segment. So I may document that, um, but I have to go through it first and then I'll share the behind the scenes. Right. So maybe some more of that type of content. Um, one thing I realized that was very interesting is that the delay in moving to the personal brand was not intentional, but I realized that it happened because I needed to shift how I felt about the move. Right. So from the first moment that I made the decision it felt right. Like there was no doubt in my mind. And I have waffled on this. <laughs> Anybody who's been with me on this journey for a long time, knows this was not the first time this has come up. I, I really thought about this probably four years in, which is crazy. I'm year 10 now. Um, but it, it didn't feel right. It felt right from the beginning of this, right? But what I realized was, is different. And maybe this has been part of the delay in making this move is that initially, you guys, I can't talk today. This is great. This is what happens. I'm going to blame it on the fact that I have been recording forever, right? Meaning like 24 speaker sessions has been a lot of talking over the last month. Um, But, you know, I, I just realized that I was moving. It was more about moving away from the WordPress chick as opposed to moving towards Kim Doyle, right? And that might sound like semantics, but the impact that that had on my mindset was huge. And realizing I'm moving towards something, not away from something, it's, it's a much lighter feeling. And it's, um, I don't know, <laughs> it, it's just lighter and it feels better. So I do think that sort of on a deeper level, there was this little piece of me that allowed it to unfold. And I don't, it's just it's working. So another bonus in waiting to make this move, drum roll please. Kidding. I'm taking a sip of coffee. Another bonus in waiting to make this move is that I ended up having my amazingly talented friend, uh, Devender, and I've linked. I'll link to him in the post. So Devender designed the site for me, and let me just tell you it was liberating. You know, what's funny is I'm thinking about this, the, the few, the most, not the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The times that I liked the theme and style of my site the most was when I had zero say in the design, right? There was a time where my, my designer, she just said, Oh, I saw something. Can I just go ahead and do a mockup? Cause I said, Oh, I think it's time. You know, I don't know how many times I updated the WordPress check, but she said, I have an idea can I do it? And I loved it, loved it, loved it. It was just, it was without a doubt, one of my favorite, you know, themes for the WordPress check. And then in making this move, I had hired Devender. I'd asked him to do the new lead survey site, which is also beautiful. It, it's just it comes this thing, you guys, sometimes just because you can do something doesn't mean you should, right? So Devinder did lead surveys. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. This is amazing. This looks so good. Can you would you be up for doing Kim Doyle site? So it's beautiful. Now mind you, if you go to kimdoyle.com, it's a landing page with an opt in. I need to get him some more content. uh, And just kind of plan it out a little bit. But I'm really, really happy. It's all unfolded. It's just unfolded effortlessly, even though, like I said, I thought I would have done this sooner. Um, it, It feels right. The whole thing just feels right and so that's where that is like i said i'm thinking probably beginning of april this will happen um and as i say this i'm sitting here thinking about one of the things i learned with lead service is that everything takes longer than expected but let's go ahead and and just assume that this applies to the fact that it's already taken longer than i expected right um and now that i've made this change in my business too i can tell you Having, you know, done this with with Devender for these sites, I'm like, I don't think I'll ever build a site again, to be honest with you. I love using the tools and I don't mind, you know, I have fun doing landing pages and stuff, but it is so not my strength. You know, having done websites, and I guess you would call it an agency, I just never did, but having an outsourcing company and developers and designers, it's like, I knew what I liked. But there is something about having that insight and ability to look at a site and, you You need to get into the mindset of somebody visiting it and how do you want them to feel and what action do you want them to take, and all of those things which I understand. But then being able to relay that into a design is another story. So, um, yeah, my strengths lie in content creation, connecting and marketing, and I'm going to stick with it. I am doubling down on my strengths this year. All right. So uh, let's move on to what is happening with lead surveys, because what the bucket Kim, you've been talking about this for a year. Yes, I know. And can I just tell you that when I think about this journey, all I do is cue up Kelly Clarkson's song, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger, right? I've talked on the show in the past about all of the challenges that Gordon and I had personally, over the last year. So I'm not going to revisit all of that, Um, But I will tell you, the app is officially done, and it is on our shiny new Pagely servers. So there's that, right? So lead surveys will be getting sort of a soft launch next week, which is the week of March 5th, depending on when you're listening to this. So, you know, if you're here, it's in a month, we are live and you can go check us out. Um, What we did this because, you know, the whole thing of launching a software, this, there were so many questions around how to do this. And like we started doing content last year for it started talking about it last year. All these other things, major things came up that delayed stuff. And so then you say to yourself, Okay, well, how do we do this? Like, we didn't want to do a beta, we didn't want to, you know, we've got a free trial, but we we knew specifically what we didn't want to do. So it was more about, okay, we need to just kind of open the doors softly, get some people in get them using it figure out what works, what doesn't work, you know, all of that stuff. So the soft launch is coinciding with the content creator summit, which on the outside might look like I'm a little bit crazy, right? For doing these at the same time, there truly was a method to my madness. We'll see if it pays off. I will let you guys know. So lead surveys is the quote unquote sponsor for content creator summit. Amazing that I was able to do that, right? (laughs) sarcasm. So I, I just thought, okay, we're going to have we've got 24 speakers, we've got you know, everyone is sharing, mailing, what that's going to look like. Again, I don't know, because I also know that I have, you know, been down the road before of people saying they will mail support and it's not coming from a place of people intentionally letting you down. Life happens. I get that. So we'll see where this lands. I, I made a very conscious choice also not to do paid ads with this summit. Um, but so we lead surveys is sponsoring it. So we've got a little bit of brand visibility on that. People can click through sign up for the trial, all of that. So, you know, after the summit is said and done, and I've had a minute to catch my breath, we'll start looking at what is the right strategy. And you guys, again, there's so many things that come into play with this in terms of what documentation you start with. Like here's how to use a tool, a really basic, right. And then, at what point we're already going to be working on an updated version of the visual builder within lead surveys. Um, So that will be, you know, that's coming down the road and what features are getting added when all of those things, but then you've got onboarding and does this need, you know, this is not so deep and involved. That was something we, we consciously wanted to do is not make it overwhelming to use. I'm, you know, the easier something is to use, the higher stick rate you would get is my assumption. We'll see if I'm right on that. So there's a lot to do around it. And I think it's just going to keep it. That's what it's going to look like. Right. So um, on the other hand, you know, I know that as fried as I am, Gordon's fried too. And we both have had different periods with, with pulling this together where maybe I was doing more content on the front end. And then, you know, coming to these last few months, the amount of development and with Gordon and his team that they've been doing. So it's just, and then both of us saying, okay, what do we need to do to keep the lights on in between? You know, this whole thing has been bootstrapped. So to say I'm a little bit nervous uh, would be an understatement. And not because I don't believe in the product and what we're doing, but because I have never done anything like this before. You know, marketing a SaaS product of my own is different than sharing a SaaS product of a tool that I use. You know, sometimes you can't see the forest through the trees, right? Right. But because we made a the decision to bootstrap this entire thing, there are a lot of pieces of the puzzle that have had to come together, and then, of course, there are things that will be added as a company grows. So you know the plan with this is simply to be massively transparent with our customers, share everything along the way, give the best support possible, and then develop the best product possible based on what the customers are saying, right so I you know, in my head, I have all of these um. I don't know, like numbers goals, right? And I'll fill you in a little bit on a a trip to Utah I took in January to work with an advertising company who's going to run ads for us when we're ready. Um, But it's, you know, there's so many pieces that have to fit together. The biggest thing is you don't, I don't want to lose people when they come in for one reason or another. So it's a matter of getting the minimum viable product out there, communicating with customers and, and, just doing the best you can. Like it feels so, I don't know, it feels so generic, you guys, but but that's it. We're in this for the long haul. So here we go. And like I said, some of the personal goals for me was like, Oh, I want, you know, a 1000 customers by the end of June, or by the end of the year, whatever that looks like, right. And at the same time, there's, there's just stuff that needs to go into this. Like I said, the onboarding sequence, and then every single thing you touch, and I'm guessing that anybody listening to this, you probably have an online business, you know, that the second you touch one thing, it triggers like five, right? So little example, setting up even just the landing pages for the content creator summit was, you know, what happens, right? So you build the page, it's like, Oh, wait, now I need to link the email. Wait, now I need to go create the opt in. Now I need to add the sequence. Did I create the email sequence? When is this triggered? Is, you know, so one thing that you touch becomes 20 tasks, it just happens. Um, but, as long as we are communicating and as transparent as possible, I think we're gonna we're gonna be okay. And also knowing some people are gonna not want it right off the bat. It, there's just so I need to, I think, you know, pull on that pragmatic piece of myself that knows it's not for everybody. Um, this is a process, not a one and done. so it's all good. That being said, what I've learned over the last year with this, let me tell you, is again, most things take longer than you think. And this is really where ignorance is bliss comes into play. When I look back on my business, and I think I, I've told this story <laughs> a handful of times on different podcast interviews where when I started my business, I really thought I was going to be, you know, the ebook information millionaire is going to write an ebook and just make thousands and thousands of dollars a month, um, which I guess would be hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, but... That was the message in 2008, you guys. People were doing that, and I don't know if it was millionaires, you know, but they were they were making really good money, writing an ebook, putting it on Clickbank, driving traffic to it. OK. Well, could you do that still? Absolutely. The traffic is going to cost you more. We know that much, right? And the value has to be there. I do believe the market is matured. Um, that life happens. And when things are out of your control, you simply need to let go trust and keep moving forward. I, I, this, this has never been more true to me than it has the last few years. All I know, a friend of mine asked me recently, well, what is your resolve? And keep going or not. And it's like, there is no freaking way I've come this close (laughs) to give up. So um, yeah, I'm gonna keep moving forward. Another thing I've learned is that the right people will always show up at the right time when your intentions are in alignment. So going back to where I mentioned advertising and betting on my strengths, I believe I've mentioned on the podcast before that, you know, with this year, I set a few intentions and that was that I will be hiring out advertising, accounting, administration. And so the advertising just it, it kind of fell on my lap. This is somebody I connected with a few years ago. Ridiculously brilliant. And I will definitely have Andrew James on the show. Um, Andrew and I connected actually through the mastermind that I was in. But um, he had, they, they're traffic buyers. That's what they do. And they are working on really bringing their brand more you know, not less behind the scenes and actually having a visible brand and out there and stuff. And they worked with huge clients, but we had stayed friends and they had had their first child. I watched, you know, I was friends with his wife on Facebook and just kind of stayed in touch. And before Christmas, he said, Hey, you know, just message me on Facebook. What's up? What are you up to? And I told him, he's like, Oh my gosh, that's great. Then we had a phone call and then he was doing this. He called it, uh, it was a hackathon. And I think they're going to be doing multiple of these, but hackathon um, in Salt Lake City. And I drove, which so many people are like, why didn't you fly? It was, it was a little hairy because it's like a 10 hour drive, you guys. There's something about that time unplugged in the car where I get to listen, I really don't mind at all. And, you know, last minute flights, I was like, well, I mean, it was still cheaper, probably in gas. I just I didn't mind the time to myself. I was really looking forward to that. The drive out of Salt Lake City was a little hairy because a snowstorm came in. And I'm in Northern California, so I'm not driving in snow very often, like ever. That was a hairy, but I actually left an, an evening early and uh, drove to Nevada and stayed for the night. But anyways, the point is, Andrew showed up. We in two days, I got more accomplished in terms of setting up what the trial funnel will look like. I think we are do a book funnel a webinar for all those things, right? But I got more done in two days with him. And really have an understanding about the value of working with them. I don't want to touch the ads, you guys, it's just not going to happen. I would be content to never have to touch Facebook ads again. I've had some amazing experiences with people and learn from great teachers, but again, it's not my strength. Accounting, uh, childhood best friend has her own CPA firm in Sacramento. So that's done. She's already had a SAS client. So she's going to help me with the business entities, everything, you know, even navigating having a partner, in another country and how that's all gonna work um, so another person showed up and then get this guy so I've been feeling recently about I, I know that I need administrative help it's been um, it's been tricky lately you know when when I had the the outsourcing company and we were building sites I had a project manager I had people on that team but now what I've realized one is that I, I just I'm gonna drop the ball. I will. And it's, I don't know, maybe that's a languaging I need to shift, right? But I have a tendency to just go all in when I'm doing things. And so things are going to get missed. And details are not necessarily my strong suit. And there's, I don't know, there's a time when I don't know that I would have wanted to admit that out loud. But I need somebody that wants to come in and support is not looking to be the, you know, I need a support person, somebody who wants to work from home and, and just do their thing, not somebody who also wants to be the entrepreneur and grow their brand, if that makes sense. Because I think there is a um, a disconnect with that because they're at a certain point, the entrepreneur who's building a support service business still needs time to grow their business, right? So you still need to be out there creating and doing and 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 being the voice in the brand. So it depends on the type of service you provide, but in my experience, that's been a challenge to find somebody who in their heart and in their gut, they want to be the entrepreneur, i.e. the star. Yet, which was my issue, guys, I didn't want to do service work. And clearly, the fact that I have a podcast where I sit and (laughs) talk. Um, but, But all of those things, like I'd rather be the star than the producer. So there is finding that right person. Long story short, I did a live stream in Landon Porter's Facebook group, which is uh, getting clients without being salesy. Um, Big tribe, and it was a two-hour live stream. You guys, it was off the hook. It was, um, it was amazing. It was, it was a great group. And somebody, I, I first of all, little side note here is there is so much power in showing up like that and delivering content, which I'm going to talk about a little bit. That that night I sold a handful of I did a mini course that will be available again, probably at the end of March. Um, it's called everything is content, really. And it, it's about taking everyday experiences, taking everything you're doing, and how you can turn that into a piece of content that is relevant and valuable for your audience and helps you grow right So just talking about that, I sold a few courses that night, I don't know how many people joined the content creators Facebook group, and then set up a a couple just connection calls. And one gal reached out and said, I'd love to talk to you. We set up a Skype call. She said, Hey, I do administration or administrative work, you know, not sure if you're looking for it. But I love what you're doing. She connected me with an extra speaker for the for the summit, which was fantastic. And so I told her, I was very clear that I totally need help. It's not going to be for a month or two. Um, But the right people will show up at the right time when your intentions are in alignment. So there's the little bit of uh, woo-woo for you there. And then the last thing I learned over the year with all of this regarding lead surveys and launch is that you have to launch. I have a completely different appreciation for the term minimum viable product And in all areas, right, it's even with doing this summit, it's with doing this mini course that I did, you have to friggin put it out there. When I look back on all of the different things I've done over the last 10 years, March of 2018, guys, is officially my 10th year doing this. Where I've had the most success is when I've simply pulled the trigger and done the thing, whatever the thing was. The longer I spent planning, mapping and strategizing, the less successful the thing was. Why? Because most often, the planning, the mapping, and the strategizing are distractions. You know, it's hard to actually do the work or create the product when all you're, when you're stuck in planning and, and playing with graphics. You guys, I love graphics. I love visuals. I love all of those things. But don't go create the visuals for your product if you've not created the product or you've not committed to something that means you're showing up, whatever that looks like, right? I mean, you guys, I did this for years. And there's multiple reasons that people do this for what it's worth. It doesn't really matter what the reason is, right? The only way to get past your reason, and I'm not going to berate people and say it's an excuse. You know, I, I think we all, I don't know, we all show up when we're ready. But the only way to get past any of this is simply to start doing. Imperfect action beats no action every single time. This does not mean that you shouldn't plan or map things out. Of course you should. Just don't overthink it. I released my my whole strategy at this point is I open a Google Doc, I make an outline, I go a little bit deeper. And then what I did with the everything is content course is I thought, okay, this is really good. Then I built the the course in, uh, excuse me, Kajabi. Which I just love. I absolutely love it. So I I put the whole course in Kajabi and I I got in there and I put the first three modules in there and I said, I need to launch this and we're gonna do it live and I'm gonna build it out over six weeks. Done. It was one of one of the other I was gonna say one of the easiest things I've sold. You wanna know why it's sold easy? Promotion. And that was because this is a huge shout out to Phyllis Benson who jumped in and said, Can I share this in my groups? Can I share this in my groups? You guys, she brought, I don't know how many sales she brought in that weekend for me, but I will tell you that promotion is 80% of it. And, and I don't care if you feel like you are being, um, you're going to, well, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but I, I know I get like, oh, I've already told people about this. Tell them three and four times, put it out in front of them. Will people unsubscribe? Will people, some of them will, whatever, but So many people don't see what you're putting out there. When you put it out there, you have to do it over and you need to be relentless with the promotion and do it again from a place of integrity and the right people won't matter. Right? So, you know, this brings me to everything uh, about uh, content. That was a really bad way of saying segueing into why you must create content and how to do it. So this brings me to the, the content creator summit. I don't know how many times I'm going to say this brings me to, but just bear with me guys. It's like I said, it's been a long month. Um, So it's pretty much a given now that content marketing is simply marketing, right? I I don't think there is a differentiation. I guess there's a differentiation between organic and paid, but I would say that's probably it. So that being said, I have talked, I don't know, a handful of times um, about some of the best things I've done for my business and you know it's funny. Which I was as I was thinking about this, I could I could really do probably an entire show on this. And the fascinating thing about the quote unquote best things I've done for my business is that they've always been the fundamentals. Every single one has fallen under that category. I know I haven't talked about fundamentals in a while, right? Um, or they've been things that I did simply because I wanted to, and I knew in my gut that I needed to pursue them without having a way to monetize it. And, and the best example that I have with that, again, is a podcast, which I just wanted to have fun. I had no attachment to, to it being something that would generate revenue for me. And it has in multiple ways, whether it's through one, uh, website clients, whether just doing it or coaching clients. Um, 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 God, I can't think. I'm sorry, you guys. Sponsoring, right? So there's been a handful of of ways the podcast has brought money in, but that was not why I did it. I wanted to have more fun. I wanted to bring more of my personality into what I was doing. And that was it. And not only did it bring me actual revenue, the relationships are priceless. And what the exposure and the connections that that have been brought into my life because the podcast blows my mind. And the truth is that every single piece of content you create, whether it's a written post for your site, a podcast recording, a video for YouTube or social media, all of that is content. All of it is marketing, right? It's funny for a long time. I didn't, I didn't think of, you know, social media images and uh, little Instagram stories. I, I didn't, for some reason in my head, I was really stuck in this content of produced content on your website, right? It's not true. You guys, all of it is content. Um so a few of the things that that have been the differentiators for me like I was mentioning to you about the best things is and these are the fundamentals so was podcasting and where podcasting might not be a fundamental marketing principle it falls under consistent content being produced it's a relationship builder right it's got all those factors writing more content huge huge difference for me which ties into the emailing often my almost daily email And the practice of writing, the 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 discipline of get in front of you know who's I listening to? I think it's Janine Roth talking about another author who has um, uh, a sign in front of her computer or around her desk that says, "I think it was ass in seat or butt in seat or something," meaning sit down and do the work, right? But the consistent practice of writing is one made me a better writer, in my opinion. And two, it always spurs more ideas. I work through stuff as I write. I don't expect to sit down and write and just knock out, you know, something that's phenomenal. I work through my thoughts and then I have to edit and clean it up. And, you know, God bless Grammarly. (laughs) Um, I think I would fail freshman English in high school if it were not for Grammarly. But all of these things have, have really get what they've done for me is confidence in, in my business. And that's something that I didn't go into it expecting, but it's completely shifted my perspective on who I am as an entrepreneur. It's also connecting with real people. Started the content creators group last June or July, you guys were at just shy, I think of 1400 as I'm as I'm recording this. The group is amazing. I was interviewed for Matt Maderos's podcast last week. It was one of the best compliments that I've been given in a long time, not just to be on the show, but just him saying what a great group it is and the, the quality, the engagement, the connections. I started that group with the idea of doing one thing. And now I don't know. I I don't have this definitive. I'm building this community so that I can sell this product. I'm building the community and I'm trusting. That's it. You guys, I show up in there a lot. I like doing live streaming in there. I haven't done a ton this month because of the summit, but it's amazing what spending time in a community and actually having conversations will do for your business. People are craving that. And of course, live streaming live streaming has just been phenomenal for me in, in so many ways, mainly just I'm showing up genuinely. My heart is always to give value, to have some fun. I I don't take it too seriously and it does take practice. It takes practice to keep conversation going, it takes practice to make sure that the, the content that's being delivered via live stream is valuable to the people who are attending. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that go along with it, but I've fallen in love with something that I was so hesitant to get into, right? Hold on, coffee sip. But each of these things is content or support or supports content marketing, right? Having conversations with people and really connecting, meaning you do more than click like on a post. All of this has given me more content than I will be able to produce in this lifetime. You guys, people will tell you what they need help with. They will tell you what they want from you. Sometimes you have to ask. It's that simple, but gone are the days of not creating content. It is not optional, which is why I decided to pull the trigger um, after the first of the year and host this create the content creator summit. I'm going to tell you about the summit just a sec. Uh, but let me give you a little bit of a backstory on this. So I signed up for Naveed Moaz's. his name is in the post if I butchered that, but it's, we'll say Naveed's virtual summit mastery course last fall. I want to say early November, maybe. I had watched him launch this course a few times and had been watching the summit space for about a year and a half. And of course, it's fascinating, right? When you when something new is introduced to you, what shows up in your awareness, right? Then you see, it feels like everyone's running summits. They're not, there are a lot of work, but what it can do for your business is pretty phenomenal. But i had had a conversation with Jan Koch. Um, he's in the WordPress space who had also taken the course and he actually ran a WordPress summit know, a couple of years ago, but he said it was phenomenal, one of the stats he gave, I want to say he said he grew his email list like 600%. I mean, crazy numbers, which again, I don't know what his subscriber list was to begin with, but it doesn't matter. If it's 100 and you grew it 600%, no complaints. So he totally recommended the course and I jumped in. I also had signed up each time Navid launched this, I watched the launch. The amount of content he gave throughout the launch made me feel comfortable that it really was one of those... If this is what he's giving away for free, what is going to be in the paid course, right? So I jumped in. It is, without a doubt, probably one of the better courses I've ever purchased. It's super in-depth with lots of content. On the flip side, and maybe this is being a little egotistical, I think I would have been fine with purchasing sort of a black book or a Rolodex or his resources for running a summit, period. I already knew my topic. I had enough relationships and connections to get speakers. I had my target audience. I had done all that avatar work. I did a lot of that kind of behind-the-scenes work that he recommends doing. And he teaches how to do. And this guy has so many resources. It's, you know, click here. Here's how you plan it. And here's an outline. Everything is in there. Um, But then there's also like an entire module on how to use Thrive Architect is what he recommends. It was a content builder, but they've got templates for all of this. So, but there's probably, there's an entire module with like five or six lessons on how to do this. I didn't need that. And so, you know, I I think, and I don't want to, I don't know if it would offend him, but I, I when you have a couple different levels of experience, you know, it is what it is. And I'm not saying somebody needs to go create a course for somebody who just wants the I don't know what you would even call that. It's not even the meat or the juice or just the, I don't know what you would call it, but the resources and stuff was, that was all I really needed. So, and I say that let's see how the summit goes. And I may be going deeper into some of those other things when I do it again, because yes, I, I pretty sure I will be doing this again. So um, that being said, now that I pulled all this together, the summit is live next week and it's free to attend all the live sessions. And then they're free for 24 hours. It is, uh, FYI, depending on when you're listening to this, March 6th through the 9th, and it's just Um, I, I I think I will be doing, like I said, a full in-depth post on this massive undertaking, but it's been a pretty amazing experience so far, even though I am a wee bit tired. Here's how I approach this. I knew that I wanted to go into this and focus on three primary categories, written content, audio content, video content. Kind of the only three there, there are, right? <clears throat> but there's so many different things that fall. <coughs> excuse me, under each of those categories. So under each of those, we discuss um, written posts. I'm I'm redundant, you guys. Sorry, but the written posts, whether it's long form content or short form content, posting to medium long long content on social, which I kind of can't stand. I don't know about you guys, but if I click through and I see someone's written something on Facebook, and then I click through to it, and it's like, you know. The, the entire length of a feed of a written post on Facebook. I'm not going to read it. It's tiny. It, it makes me a little bit crazy. That's me. Um, people talked about, you know, using content to build a brand, live streaming, YouTube, finding your voice, messaging, building a Facebook community through content. And then one of my favorites, of course, was building relationships with content. I'm going to run through this really quick because um, as we're winding down here a little bit, I'm going to share some of the speakers and what some of the things you're going to learn. But here are a few of the things the speakers covered. One is repurposing a live stream without old dated automation tools. I believe automation will always have a place in what we do, but I think those days of uh, the platforms giving the same amount of weight to that is gone. Um, I think we're going to, you know, it's been, been made clear to us this year that social platforms want you natively engaging and, and connecting with people on the platforms. What that looks like. I don't totally know, um, but Holy moly some of the repurpose because i talked to many speakers about repurposing it how they're doing it and what they use it for um growing a huge tribe on facebook through content that wants to buy from you you guys i i phil singleton i did a podcast interview with phil we he's just i love it i feel like i'm cheating every time i talk to him which i kind of did with every single speaker for the most part um it was like this hour with a mentor but Phil, who co-wrote the book SEO for growth with John chance of duct tape marketing. Um, holy moly, taking one podcast episode and turning it into this SEO machine that drives massive traffic, tons of knowledge on that. Um, how to use your written content and break that into micro content. What about, uh, creating a signature talk that grows your brand? This was Carol Cox. Amazing. Starting with the podcast. Bear with me guys. I know these are bullet points. Um, what type of content works better on YouTube versus Facebook? We talked, I don't have any YouTubers here, but I definitely, Sarah Moore um, is a video expert. She has a lot of social and she's got a, a good YouTube channel. I've got somebody else who's focusing on a YouTube channel versus a Facebook live streaming. And they're, they share the behind the scenes of what works, what they would do differently and how you can get started. Um, how about never running out of ideas for content that provides real value for your audience? Again, I'm a big fan of creating content quickly that gets results, talked about that. And of course, why relationships are the key. You guys, there are so many tangible, um, how I approach this is that I did, I was very adamant about when I decided I was going to do this, that I didn't want there to be one, too many speakers, because I think that's overwhelming. I've seen summits where they have like 40 plus speakers somehow that feels like it's diluting the quality. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a strategy that says, gosh, maybe if we have so many speakers, people have to buy the all access pass. And how this works is that all the sessions are free to attend live and then for 24 hours. And if you can't get that, then there is an all access pass, which is only $97. And that is all all the videos, all the audios, and the transcripts, uh, plus a couple bonuses. So I don't know if, if the goal of having, you know, 40 plus speakers means you're so overwhelmed that you just have to buy the pass. I don't know. But the whole thing doesn't do any good if people don't actually get a chance to consume the content, right? So I knew I wanted to stick around 24 speakers. And the goal was six sessions for four days. So That being said, I also knew it needed to be super manageable for me, as opposed to, you know, just, I don't know, I I really wasn't like, how many big names can I get for this and run with this? I wanted quality content, tangible, real stories. I wanted it to be conversational style, um, which I find is easier to consume via audio, right? Like, I don't want to consume a PowerPoint via audio. And but I I needed real life examples that someone say, Oh, that's how you could take this and do this. I mean, Phil gave this one strategy that keeps clearly is sticking in my brain um, about creating books and using podcasts for book publication. I mean, <laughs> all kinds of awesome strategies, you guys, they all did it. But I knew that it needed to be manageable. Uh, the thought of having done 16 more interviews makes me want to crawl back in bed. Um, and you, you guys to say that the speakers over delivered would be such an understatement. Like I said, I'm going to do a full review on this. I have definitely had some help. Um, It is really awesome having a college student who's a film major and wants to do video editing and loves creating social graphics and all that stuff. So my daughter's been a huge help to me. Thank you, Brittany, if you're listening to this. Um, But once the transcriptions are all done, I will be pulling out a couple of different elements into individual ebooks. Two things, which hands down, I think most of us appreciate, right, Or all the tools and resources that all the speakers mentioned will be in one ebook, and then some content trends for 2018. And I think that can be be converted into micro content as well, whether it's each speaker um, with a link to them and just a quote, which we created two quote images for every single speaker from from their sessions. Um, but the content trends, you know, it's funny is I think some people might hear the the term trend and think I'm it's it's like fad, but it was more of a I pose a question of of where do you see content going in 2018, right? Like what do you feel is making a big impact? One example is obviously you guys YouTube and video is huge, but do you feel I do how many people are going back to YouTube, they're revisiting YouTube, and YouTube is upping its game with, you know, chats and what they're doing with live streaming and how you can do I don't remember what it's called. But if you have over a 1000 subscribers, you can people will pay you while you're live streaming, they'll send you money. <laughs> and don't don't ask me about this, you guys. I definitely want to dive more into YouTube. And, you know, even restructuring a channel, It was one of the things I talked to Carol Cox about who she talks about delivering your uh, signature talk, creating a signature talk. She's done TEDx. Um, She was phenomenal, but talking even about moving a brand, like talk about cheating, right? Here I am moving from one brand to a personal brand, but getting that insight on how to do it and how to, um, you know, pull out, pull out what you've created and, and drive it into something else. So anyways, it's, you guys, it's so amazing. So I'm going to run through some of the names for you, just so you get it. So um, for my WordPress peeps, we've got Troy Dean, Lee Jackson, Matt Medeiros, of course, uh, Scott White and Kibowitz of Imagely. Um, Scott's super fun. And I should link, he made the, this great video of my Everything is content. He did. It's just awesome. So I think I'll link to that in the show notes too. Um, Ross Brand has also been on the show, dear friend. This is, I'm actually looking. I've had, here, Here's a side note, guys a chunk of these speakers have been on the podcast. So keep that in mind about creating content or doing something where you're engaging with other people like podcasting and what that can do down the road. They were all super happy to come back on Ross brand live streaming, Uh, Kyle Gray, who is the author of the story engine and he is a content expert. He was the, the guy, you know, Dan Norris brought him on at WP curve to, to keep driving their content, which for those of you who don't know, WP curve grew to a seven figure company only through content marketing. So take that as a little side thought. Uh, I mentioned Matt Maderos already Carol Cox, uh, Ben Perry, who's done a ton with, with Facebook organic and his group, Andy McElwain, who is a blogger and writer for the GoDaddy blog brand. Uh, Andy's awesome. I, I shouldn't be calling anybody out because they're all awesome. So I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> Recovering Catholic, uh, Landon Porter. We have, we got deep with, with sales conversations. Tori Reed, who has done Huffington Post. You guys, this is crazy. I'm going to try to run down the names without these side notes. Uh, Professor Nez, Peter Nez, also live streaming podcaster. Uh, Christine Sheehy, who helps you get to the core of your message. And she's a messaging co- author, messaging coach. This is what happens when I start going too fast. Uh, Arlene Battisil, you guys heard her on the show, Shark Tank, and she launched a podcast in less than a month. So it does not take all this time, you guys. She's just a baller. <laughs> um, Marisa Parra, dear friend, who is an artist, a coach, and has done some phenomenal live streaming with art. It's fantastic. Uh, wonderful Denise Wakeman, who I've known for years now and has just been sort of a you know core staple content creator. Uh, dear friend, I mentioned Lee Jackson, Curtis McHale, WordPress friends, uh, Sarah Moore, uh Sandy Evelith, who is the master connector and is just, she really inspired me to start making these real life connections a few years ago. And I'm so appreciative of that. Coach Jenny, holy fun. Another person I'm so grateful to be connected with every single one of these speakers, you guys. I'm like, wow, they're all new friends. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I really do have a life, I promise. Uh, again, Phil Singleton mentioned Phil. Kevin and Josh of Grin Graphics. I'm super excited for these guys. They are launching. Uh, Grin Graphics is, is out. It's similar to Design Pickle, more affordable, and they've even got a special price for nonprofits, you guys. Just super good guys. I'm really excited. To introduce them to my audience, uh, Steve O'Sullivan, who has always been my secret weapon, he he, uh, copywriting, all that good stuff, and then Trish Lido, who has just totally blown up on the screen with live streaming and how she is connecting even locally through live streaming. So, you guys, I'm really excited. It's been a ton of work. I'm crazy tired. I'm actually off to a massage shortly, so I need to go clean up, but. A huge thank you also for all of your patience and sticking by me and, and staying around. The show, like I said, will be becoming the Kim Doyle show. And I think I'm going to do, I don't know, I think I need to do some sort of party around that, some sort of live stream giveaway, something when we make the transition. And I think I will put all the WordPress Chick podcast episodes. Um, I've actually got these branded flash drives that I've been sitting on for two years, but that's a whole other show. Anyways, you guys are awesome. I love you tons. I appreciate you. So one, if you haven't joined content creators on Facebook, please do so. But get your free ticket to the content creator summit now. And if you're listening to this afterwards, there will either be an opt in list for the next summit. I don't know if we're going to turn this into evergreen, but it's simply contentcreatorsummit.com. Just like it sounds guys, super easy let me know your thoughts on the summit. I'd love your feedback. And that post will be coming out probably late March, just because like I said, I need to breathe. So have a fantastic day. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do so. It will still help even when the name of the show (laughs) changes. Um, Have a wonderful day and I will catch you next week.